Welcome to the Edgy Entrepreneur Podcast. We are your hosts, Daniel Tribby. And my name is Coach Oriana Guevara. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about what it means to be an edgy entrepreneur and what you might not realize could be keeping you from reaching your fullest potential in life and business. So don't go anywhere. Turn us up in your headphones, turn us up in your car, wherever you are, but we are dropping real shit today. We sure are. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Edgy Entrepreneur Podcast, where we believe that if you're not developing your personal mastery, you are leaving 80% of your business potential on the table. We are your hosts. I'm Daniel Tribby. And I'm Oriana Guevara. Nice to see everybody today. Oriana, how are we doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? Amazing. I'm so uh, excited to kick off episode one of this Edgy Entrepreneur Podcast. How exciting is it to see this dream coming into reality? Ah, it's amazing. I I am imagine a lot of us as business owners feel that same thing you put something on paper and start to develop um kind of that idea and that plan of where you want to go right absolutely yeah yeah so um i think in our in our start off episode we're going to talk to everyone about uh what it means to be an edgy entrepreneur and how we came up with this term right Mm -hmm. so what is what is an edgy entrepreneur So an edgy entrepreneur is a person who is um, really driven by ambition. um, And I think when we were discussing it, we were talking about this relentless pursuit of high performance, personal mastery, and really a heart-centered purpose. Absolutely. I love that because I think a lot of people neglect the fact that building a business is not just about actionable items, but it's about the ability to develop yourself. And if there's any, I would say gaps or trip ups in your own personal life, it's really, really hard to develop that business mindset. Absolutely. I mean, we talk about mindset being 80% in business, you know, and I would even take it a little bit further, you know, personal development being super important to your business. But I would even say, and I know we've talked about this offline, how, like whether you like it or not, whether you pursue it or not, your business is gonna call you into personal development. It's gonna call you to stretch and grow because it's gonna challenge the hell out of you. And if you're not willing and ready and able to face those personal challenges and the mindset challenges that building your business is going to force to bring up in you, right? It's gonna like kick up all that shit that you've probably been denying or hiding your whole life. you're, you'll be in trouble, right? Like you won't get as far as, you, as you'd as you like and you certainly won't meet your potential if you're not willing to meet that stuff um, where it is and work through it and heal it. A thousand percent. The, the, the bigger idea is how does what you believe about yourself shape your ability to be able to succeed in your business, Yeah. right? So if, you, um, if you're struggling with limiting beliefs um, that show up while you're trying to build a business, you know, you're going to struggle. Like if, if you have these these stories that are related to your childhood or other things that you've told yourself that may or may not be true, yeah. most of the time they're not, it, it definitely keeps you from reaching your fullest potential. Yeah, I mean, those limiting beliefs and those stories, they actually create barriers to our ability to create powerfully in the world, barriers to our ability to connect with other people, which again, if you're in business building, you, your ability to connect not only with prospects, but also with people that you can co-create with is super important. So it, you know, 
essentially those barriers are barriers to your ability to reach your fullest potential. And, you know, quite honestly, if you're not in business or in life to reach your full potential, like what's the point? Uh, there is none, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is none. Like why, why do anything if you're not going to be able to actually be successful at it? Are we just dabbling or are we diving all in? Are we dipping our toe in or are we jumping all the way in the damn pool? Well, I mean, I think you and I know from just our experience working together that it, we're about going all in, right? Yeah. And, and I think you have to go all in on personal mastery, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So we, when we came up with this idea for this podcast, we wanted to have this central um, or this, this overlying question that we could use on each episode that would help us identify with the prime theme of that episode. So we're going to introduce that question today to all of you. And, and both of us are going to play around and answer it. So, uh, Oriana, what was that question? Why did we come up with this? Yes, our main focus question. And it's what was the biggest or what is the biggest aha moment in your personal mastery that has come about as a result of your business building, right? So mm -hmm. it's a really specific question because it's uh, it's essentially asking like how has your business and your endeavors in growing it pushed you to grow yourself um, and really required you to have to do that in order to up level or order just to engage in the process of business building so what was your greatest aha moment i'm curious to know oh gosh what was that for Did you I get to be put on the spot today? yes okay, <laughs> I'll get put on the spot today so um, I think from an, from an aha moment, and this is something that I recognize that I've drug with me through the years is, is and we can get personal here and we want, uh, you know, everyone to, to be able to reflect on this because most, most of you have been through a similar situation. And for me, that situation was, um, growing up without a father figure. Well, not a father figure, but a father, my grandfather was, it was an astute father figure in my life and had a lot of, of positive influence, but my actual father was not present uh, for me as a child, chose to uh, to give up rights to me so that he didn't have to pay child support, right? So immediately I carry this, this feeling of why is somebody who should be programmed DNA-wise to, to love their offspring or care for their offspring not care for me? And why was I not good enough for that person? And that has followed me in certain areas, you know, especially when it comes to business. How is it that I'm showing up for my business and I don't get the result I want and my immediate go-to or fallback is, man, am I just not good enough to do this? Yeah. yeah. I can totally relate to that. You know, that feeling of not enoughness. I think people, a lot of people hold that feeling. I mean, from my experience in my coaching practice, I don't know that I've ever met anyone that isn't holding not enoughness somewhere in their psyche, mm -hmm. you know, and it comes from a lot of different places and a lot of different life experiences that create that. I mean, at, it's it's based on a fundamental disconnect from the self, which is actually supported by our social structure and systems and the way that we're conditioned when we grow up, you know. Mm -hmm. um, for me, I, I can completely relate because I always, I, in my work now, which is very, you know, it's in my face so I can feel it, but when I reflect back, like it's always been in my work and it's always shown up and been somewhere running, you know, like a script running in the background and it's um, never doing enough and never doing what I am doing fast enough, you know, which is, it's uh, it's still the same type of not enoughness, right? That's showing yeah. up. Um, it's a tough place to come from yeah. because no matter what you do you feel like it's never enough like and it just it can be totally draining to the point where you you wake up in the morning you're like well what's the point 
Sure, if, if, sure. If I'm never going to be able to do this because I don't feel personally enough, then then why even do it? Right. And so how do we how do we transcend above that? How do you drive through that resistance and that mindset to get past that kind of feeling? You know, for for me, when I work with people on not enoughness, it's all about getting them to connect to the core of their true self mm-hmm. and who who they are, who you really are at your core, right? When you have a a deep understanding of of self and your identity, then not enoughness you realize is a limiting belief that you've placed on yourself. It's a story you've been telling yourself since childhood based on an experience in your childhood, such as you, right? You mentioned your story associated with your parent. Right. For me, it was. it's also associated with a parent, having a parent that was um, um, like very, very directive, you know, maybe overly directive and also a perfectionist, mm. right? So I can see how that, that put me in the position to create a story about how what I'm doing is not good enough, right? I'm not doing it fast right. enough and I'm not doing enough, period, um, based on my perfect, my own perfectionist stories, yeah. right? And you mentioned the term self-limiting belief. Can we define that a little bit? What does that mean, the self-limiting belief for our listeners out there? Yeah, well, I mean, I think we have to start by saying that everything that we um, actually create in our life experience in any part of your our life experience, anything we create is based on your belief system and your self-image. Ooh. So if you have stories in your belief system that are um, anywhere out of alignment with the truth of who you are, right, then that, that story and the meaning that you're applying to the experience that you had that created that storyline is limiting you from being able to create at a certain level, right? So what'll happen is you'll you'll reach an upper limit. Uh, upper limit is different for everybody, but essentially it's the the point in time where that storyline is keeping you from performing at the level that you want to perform because it keeps you in the place where you don't see yourself in the identity of a person that can create at that next level that you need to be at. Um, in order to reach your goals. Yeah, so it's similar to what, you know, here Tony Robbins, for those of you who listen to Tony Robbins, um, if you don't know who he is, you're, <laughs> you're in the wrong place. But he, changed, he makes this, this statement, um, change your story, change your life. Yeah, so if you're creating stories in your own brain um, as to why you can't be successful, right? Mm-hmm. Why you, you don't deserve it, why yeah, you're not worthy. Absolutely, and when you do that, that story you're telling yourself becomes true, whether it is actually true or not. You know, yeah. was it Henry Ford? Whether you believe you can or can't, you're right. Right, yeah, I, I call it your relative truth. Right. You know, in life there's absolute truths, which there are very few absolute truths, but there are also relative truths, which is what most people actually end up bringing into reality. Mm-hmm. Your relative truth is whatever you believe, right? I mean, if you believe that the world is harsh and hostile and unfriendly, that's what you experience in life. Whereas if you believe that you know the world is safe and secure and you belong here and you came here for a purpose, you know you end up finding exactly that. Whatever your storyline is, mm-hmm. we, you speak it and you you act it out into reality, and you attract people who affirm and confirm what you already believe. That's our confirmation bias. Right, and I, and I think that some of you potentially need to look at who's on your bus. Like, who are you taking with you from point A to point B in your life? And are those people feeding that self-limiting belief or are those people encouraging you to move beyond that? Oh, yeah. Because there are people who are going to keep you there. If you had traumatic experiences with your parents and you're relying on your parents for information, guess what? You're going to stay right where you 
you are because you're getting information from a source that feeds that limiting belief. Right, right. Well, if you're not doing anything to kind of uncover what those beliefs are and to address um, the conditioning and the indoctrination that you picked up as a kid that mm-hmm. that has led you to the place that you are right now, you know, like you can only go as far as you can go in the canoe that you're in, right? Like with the tools and resources that you have, which includes your conditioning and your mindset. That's exactly what we're talking about, right? Like that's only gonna take you so far. And for some of us, it's actually taking us to a relatively respectable level of success, right? And so for me, you know, I I had this experience where I, I went into building my business really believing that what made me successful in my past career in corporate and nonprofit settings would also be the thing that made me successful in my business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, six to nine months into building my business, I realized, you know, it was like a rude awakening where I realized this isn't working and I don't understand why it's not working. Yeah. So what works And all for I you? know is I have to do something else because yeah. this isn't working, but I don't know what to do. Right. Right. Yeah, because what worked for you yesterday isn't always going to serve you tomorrow. Right. What got you here won't get you there. Yeah. And so the foundation that you have in one area of life doesn't always carry to another area of life. So you had a concrete foundation at your job, Mm -hmm. right? And then when you moved the house to a new foundation of what you want to do, that house was built on sand at that point. Right. Because you don't have the foundation of what you need to know. So what what can we do um, as individuals to really develop and and improve that foundation to move beyond that self-limiting belief, beyond that feeling of, I don't feel good enough to be able to do this? What are some tools that we can actually use to get past that? You know, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say it, you know, only like it's it might be biased. But I'll tell you, it's not, it's my answer to this question. It's not necessarily biased because I am a coach. It's biased because I've had many coaches and mentors that have helped me to get to where I am. So like, what's the number one tool? What's the number one resource? The number one thing you should do? Get a coach or mentor, number one. Like I said, who's on your bus with you? Who are you listening to? And it's, and, and even myself, I've had, you know, other traumatic experience that have happened that have fed even more of that I'm not good enough type of feeling. And so you get to a point where you're like, I can't, I can't figure out what's holding me back and you need somebody else to help help you unlock that. So I myself mean, call it a counselor, call it a coach, whatever you want to call it. But everybody likes to think, well, I'm a strong person. I can get there on my own, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. And you can't. And it's okay to need help. It's okay to desire help and to want to be something more. But you got to stop listening to the bullshit in your own mind and other people that feed it to you and start finding positivity and growth in areas where people can actually deliver that to you. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, you might have found some success being a lone wolf in another part of your life or in a past career. But, I mean, one thing I I would really... Um, want people to understand is that building your business is not a lone wolf endeavor. Mm-mm. You know, there's only so much that you can do by yourself. And once you start getting into um, phases of your business where um, you could benefit from some support and you choose anyway to do it yourself, what you're doing at that point is taking yourself out of your zone of genius. Mm-hmm. You know, and so you're getting out of the thing that you love to do and getting into the things that you could probably easily outsource and give to somebody else who loves to do that, you know? 
but you decide for whatever reason, maybe you're in your limiting beliefs about financial scarcity or about I can do it better myself or I have to do it alone or else I'm gonna fail, right? Whatever these limiting beliefs are that keep us in this place where we are playing small in our business mm -hmm. and self-sabotaging essentially is what it is. Right, and I think any, any good business owner realizes that it's not how much you get done. It is what can you get done and get done well? Mm -hmm. Like what what is it that you're you're doing and accomplishing? Can I create my own splash page or landing page? I can, sure, absolutely I can. Is it gonna take me a day and a half? Probably. Should I, will I get pissed at myself and go, why am I doing this? I suck? Probably. Yeah. Rather than feed that limiting belief, why don't I give that shit to somebody else right. who can get it done in two hours and I can move on and do things that I'm good at. You can value your time exactly. higher and you can use your time to do things that you love. I think this is the reason that for many entrepreneurs and small business owners, your their business actually becomes the greatest source of pain in their life. Mm. You know, and they realize that in order to build the business that they want, they have to sustain a level of performance that's not sustainable for them because they don't have the performance habits necessary to perform at that level. Right, so like what you want requires this level of performance, but you don't know how to get to that level of performance right. for yourself, right? And so you're stuck down here playing small. You know, I call it a competing intention. You know, the perfect example I see out there with my clients, it's like, I want more clients because I need to make more money, but I don't want any more responsibility, Oof. right? Like how do you? <laughs> how do you adjust that? Yeah. yeah, like they're both based in a limiting belief system and they're both keeping you playing small in your business and um, really not, not experiencing the level of growth that you could experience if you like addressed one of those beliefs yeah. yeah, I feel like you've been there before. I have yeah. been there before. As you tell, I'm so, talking from experience. Exactly. So, so what was your biggest aha moment in your personal mastery? Oh right? man, what, what was your aha moment? We want to ask this question on a on a repeating scale of every episode and really dive deeper into. So, for you, what is that aha moment in your personal mastery? I've had so many aha moments. You know? So give us the best. If anything, one. it's like you know, like my business has uh, has is one of the biggest things that has like kicked my ass into the experience of becoming, right? Which is a beautiful experience, the experience of becoming like who I'm meant to be in the world and living as that woman every day, Ooh, right? Which that. is like an active choice. Right. Like I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna be this person, this particular person, right? And for me, in my mind, like that's the image of my higher self. Like I'm actively choosing, I'm gonna be her today because she's the one that's gonna move this business forward, right? Yeah. Like small me or like Oriana, the little girl inside of me, she's not interested in doing that, right? She wants to play. <laughs> she wants right. to have fun, right? And she's gonna sabotage, right? But Oriana, like the grown ass woman who needs to get this work done and serve her clients and her life mission and purpose, like I wanna be her when I wake up in the morning. How do you keep from from switching back and forth? Like, how do you wake up in the morning and decide to be that person and determine that that person is good enough yeah. to be versus can I change that at any moment and be a different version of Oriana? So how do you stay that course? Yeah, staying that course. I mean, I think for for everyone, like once you get to the to the place where you've done the self work and you've envisioned the, and you've put real definition around that level of your identity to where mm -hmm. you can actively choose to step into it and live that way. 
um, that doesn't mean that you never fall back into you know some other level of consciousness, right? It just it just doesn't. You know, everybody has an inner child, and so how do you stay there? Um, to me, the the key, the secret, whatever you want to call it, is self care. You have to self care because if you're operating at that level of performance, and you know that takes a certain level of um, emotional and intellectual energy right. out of you. So if you're operating at that level consistently, you have to also self-care consistently. And if you don't self-care, your, your inner child is gonna get bored, tired, run out of energy, right? And start sabotaging you so mm -hmm. that you will slow down. Right. And you'll have to self-care at that point, right? But at that point, it's not fun anymore because now your self-care is like... Sabotaging almost. Well, sabotaging, but it's like bringing yourself back from getting a cold, right? Or uh, like having to sleep all weekend because you exhausted yourself. Right, 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 You know, something like that. Like I call it crashing yourself. Right. You know, like you just like you were going 100 miles an hour and then you just crashed your car. You know, whereas you could have just slowed down, you still would have got to the same destination. Mm -hmm. You probably would have had more fun in the process. Right. You probably would have enjoyed it more. You could have enjoyed the scenery a little bit more yeah. if you just went a little bit slower, you know, and took better care of yourself while you were getting there. So what you're saying is, is that as a professional, you're allowed to fail and take time off? What get the mean? hell what out you, of here. What do you mean? Just get out. <laughs> what do you mean? I mean, and you said something profound. You're like, you know, there's just because I've made up my mind and to have a mindset to I'm going to be this high performer. Fuck the rest of you. This is me. This is what I'm going to do. Yeah. But at times... You do have moments where you fail, but yeah. you're not allowed to do that. You're, you're a relationship tired. coach. You're a business coach. I'm a business <laughs> coach, and we're not allowed to fail, right? Right, right. Yeah, it's it's been an interesting journey in how, right, like I created very actively and very consciously, right, like created a new self-image. This is what I'm talking about when I say like what I what I thought was going to make me successful in my business didn't make me successful, right? Like that's mm -hmm. my biggest revelation. So then it was like, okay, what is going to make me successful? I had to redefine and reshape my entire self-concept, self-image, identity, um, and and get to a level of self-confidence that could sustain that, right? Like that was the work that I had to do and it was very intentional and very conscious. But I, what I've realized is like, when my when my limiting beliefs start to kind of crop up, it's the same shit from the past, right? right? It's the perfectionist type of stuff that it's actually getting reflected back at me by people outside of me, right? So it's like, Oriana, you're a relationship coach. How do you have relationships that are that you struggle with? Like, how's that even possible? And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> First of all, I'm human. Right. right? <laughs> exactly. First of all, I'm human. Second of all, like. I never, like, relationship coach doesn't mean perfection is the goal, right. right? I've never made perfection the goal. I don't come across in any any setting as if perfection is my goal. And yet from out there towards me, I definitely see, like, the expectation of perfection being placed on me. At, and it props up in moments where I don't even expect it. And I'm just like, it takes me aback because I'm like, whoa, what the hell? And the reason we have the platform to do this and to talk about what we do is because we have fucked this up over and over and over again, right? There yes. are there are certain people who are just like, you know, I, 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 I messed up. I can't go on. Well, no, you messed up. Fail forward and keep going. Yeah, it's the reason we can sit here and do this is not because we we are perfectionists to the point where we never make mistakes. We have made all of the mistakes. So this is why we can sit here and talk 
eloquently about them. Laugh a little bit because you mentioned earlier, you have an inner child. You have to feed that inner child. Don't feed the negative thought person that is constantly gibbering in your ear. The inner critic. But yes, don't feed that person, but feed the child. Feed that person that wants to go to the movies. Feed that person that wants to go ride bikes with their kids or play a sport. I know you play volleyball. I do. Yeah, I um, dance. Yeah. And I, those are, that's how I get into my inner child and in, in my feminine spirit, right? Because business building can, for women, it can get you into your masculine energy. You know, it's very directive. It's very leader. You know, you're constantly leading and, mm -hmm. and moving and calling all the shots, right? Like, I don't want to be that person in every aspect of my life all of the time. Yeah. Mostly because that's that's not my default nature. So when I'm operating at that level, it's actually very tiring. Mm -hmm. It's exhausting. Yeah, because you are a person, you are not a business. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. So my, if you're not taking care of your personal health, your self-mastery, then you're going to have a hard time mastering what you do as a profession or as a business owner. Yeah, I know we've had conversations, again, offline, because we talk all the time about you know the balance being a myth you know, so what what really exists is integration. And I just thought about that when you said, you know, like your your personal mastery is what your business is based on. So can you talk a little bit more about that for you? Like, how do you integrate your business and who you are, right? When when oh, your gosh. service that you sell yeah. is you, your expertise, your intellect, your knowledge. And I think too, I mean, I, I have the opportunity to work with a lot of healthcare providers and I, my background is in healthcare. So as a healthcare business coach, I recognize all of the crazy shit that we go through as healthcare providers. Um, and for me as a healthcare provider, I was always good at, at treating. I was always good at caring for injuries and, and doing those kinds of things. What I wasn't good at that I found out very quickly was the business side of it, being a leader, doing all those things. But, and it wasn't because I wasn't good enough. It was just because I hadn't learned those skills yet. Mm -hmm. And until you dive into, until you first recognizing it's not that you suck, it's that you just don't know. Right. You're not stupid, you're just ignorant because you don't know. Right. So once you take the time to dive into what do I need to develop within myself to become who I need to become mm. to make my business successful. It's all based around identity. Yes. So, and that's, and it changes you. It, it so changes you. Like people who are listening to this podcast, hopefully you're a reader as well. I mean, I last year read 30 books, wrote a book, managed my own healthcare business and started this coaching business. And so you hear a lot of people like, oh, it's COVID, it was 2020, what do we do? I'm like, bitch, I did it all, <laughs> right? And you, because you made a personal choice to do it. Did I have struggles? Absolutely. But the struggles come more along the lines of what do I need to, to learn to become who I need to become right. so that I can be successful at what I wanna do. I, amen, which requires you to have to define two things, right? Like your vision of what you wanna do, what is the thing you want to do, right? Like you said, but also who do I need to be to get that thing, yes. to to acquire that level of success or to reach that goal, right? Yeah, I think it's why twofold. is a big part of that. Why do I want it, right? So one of the tools that I use a lot is, is kind of a tool around clarity about, you know, where are you now? Where do you want to go? Why do you want to go there? And please don't tell me because you want to give back to community. Because if you're not giving 10 bucks out of 100, you're not giving 10,000 of 100,000. So don't feed me that bullshit. But why do you <laughs> really want to go there? Why? What is it going to do for you? If it's to be financially free, then say that and be okay with it. Right? If it's because you want a better life for your kids, say that. Be okay with it. And know that's your why. And then your last part in that little uh, 
quadruped deal there is how are you going to do it? What are you going to learn? Who do you need to learn from? Where do you need to go? What do you need to read? What do you got to do? And knowing all of that and writing it down, there's a Harvard study that says if you write shit down, you're 90 cent, 90 cent, what is 90 cent? 90% more likely to achieve it and accomplish it. Write it down, put it somewhere where you can see it every mm-hmm. day. Yeah. And don't get stuck on not knowing the how. You know, everybody, you know, they get to this level of like, yeah, I would want this or this would be nice to have or that would be great. And then they get to the but. Right, and Ugh. it's always, but I don't know how. Man, if, if everybody knew how to do everything before they did it, wouldn't everybody do and have everything that they want? A thousand percent. Come on, a thousand you know, percent. like it's, but we get to this place of like, I don't know how, and we see that as a, well, not that we see it, we make it into a barrier mm-hmm. to our ability to, to get the thing that we want on the other side of not knowing, right? right? Rather than just saying, like you said, you know, what do I need to learn? To, in order to acquire this thing that I want or to reach that goal yeah, and making that your focus. Yeah, and instead it becomes a barrier for a lot of you, right? It becomes a, you know, oh, I don't know how to market, so I'm just not good enough, it's not gonna work. Right. Go learn, go talk to somebody. Go learn or go hire someone. Out, right, don't, don't let the fact that you don't know something feed into your self-limiting belief, right? Right. And let it be your barrier or your resistance, right? Right. I think what a lot of people don't even realize that they're doing that, you know, and, and I've certainly done it. I mean, if you can relate to the experience of really looking at the situation you're in and going, I, I, I don't know what to do next, or I don't mm-hmm. know how to do that. Limiting beliefs are unconscious for the most part, right? And so what we do is we look at that experience and we use it as evidence that our limiting belief is true, right? our relative Mm -hmm. truth. And so we just go right back into the loop of the limiting belief system that's supporting your inability to accomplish what you want to accomplish. And sometimes you have to say, nope, I'm not going to accept that for myself. I'm not going, you have to make a conscious decision not to accept those things as limitations for you. You have to be able to plow through that resistance. And we all have gifts, right? Brendan Burchard, he said, you know, if you're standing before your maker, whoever it is that you believe in at the end of your life, and he asks you, what did you do with the gift that I gave you? What are you mm, going to say? That's such a profound question. What are you going to say? You're going to say I worked a nine to five that I was miserable in, had three kids, lived in a house with a picket fence, had two dogs and a cat. Like, what the hell? What is that? That's not like that is something that we've been pre-programmed to think that we should that we're be supposed doing. to want. Yeah, right. but so true. when we want what we want because we feel passionate about it, we let those little thoughts and that inner voice say, well, you can't do it. And this is why. Right, right. All the limiting beliefs that are like, well, who would who would buy that? Nobody's going to pay for that. Who am I to do that thing? You know, there are women on on OnlyFans and online who sell their own bathwater for hundreds of dollars. (laughs) You're right. If you want to make some scented oil, then sell it, then do it. But don't say to yourself, nobody's going to buy it because they won't buy it unless you figure out who it is you need to be so that people will buy said product that you created. Right? It's got nothing to do with who you are now. It's got to do with who you need to become in order to to have that business that you desire. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I would even extend that far beyond the context of business, right? Like, who do you need to become to attract the relationships that you want, right? The partner of your dreams, the the business partner that is going to take you to the next level, right? The, the network or the community, right? The tribe. Mm-hmm. Who do you need to become? to attract the people into your network that could actually support you in building the business of your dreams, right? Right. Who do you need to become to attract the experiences 
that you want to have in life. It's like the, the difference between the most intelligent person in the room and the smartest person in the room. There is a difference. The intelligent person in the room is who you learn from. The smart person is the one who sits there and gathers the information that all the intelligent people are, are spewing out, okay? So the smartest person in the room learns from those around them. And it's not always positive things, right? Some of the stuff you can learn, you can be like, I ain't being like that, dude. Fuck that, right? You know, <laughs> right? But there are things you can go, man, that's a great nugget. Write it down. Keep an eye on it. Watch it change. Listen to how your mind interprets certain things and watch how those change where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Absolutely agree. Well, this is great. What else can we throw out into space as it has to do with self-mastery and this big idea of edgy entrepreneur in our aha moments? Yeah, yeah. And as we go along this process, we're going to bring uh, some guests to you guys to talk about their aha moments as they've developed uh, self-mastery. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk some more about um, our upcoming books, Yep. right? We both have, well, I have one out where you know, he's got a great one on the way. So we're going to talk about those and just give you guys the keys and tools to really hone in on your own personal mastery skills so that you can step out of the darkness you've trapped yourself in and into a more lit situation that gives you promise and encouragement and direction. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Knowing that we've been there, we've, we've felt that pain, we've had those experiences, you know, um, and I think in both of our cases, we were, we, we were conscious enough to learn from it and be able to say, you know what? I mean, I, I know at least for me, like I don't want anybody else to have to go through the experience or learn those lessons as hard as I did, right? Like I literally had to crash myself on many occasions to learn certain important and like not just life-changing, but like business up-leveling lessons. Yeah, that's it. Turning decades into days of sorts, yeah, right? right. So, so if I can you, use my experience yeah, to help people, which, why the hell not? Yeah, what I've learned from 17 years in healthcare and what you've learned. How many years have you been yeah. in, in the world you're in? In the world <laughs> I'm in, man. So uh, I've been uh, about 15 years in uh, human resources and higher education administration and learning and education and um, about another two and a half years in my own coaching practice. Right. So we're bringing you guys almost 35 years worth of knowledge from in different industries and how we can help you guys avoid failure as we move along. So thanks everyone for uh, for being part of this first kickoff episode. Oriana, this is amazing. I enjoy being a co-host with you. So. Absolutely. There's nobody else I would rather co-host and uh, co-create on this project with. So Likewise. thank you. Thanks everyone for joining us today. Hope you got some great tools that you can use to apply to yourself to help bring you into the next steps of your life. And Oriana, such a pleasure to be on this podcast with you. I so am looking forward to this as weeks go on. Ditto, thank you. Uh, It's been a pleasure to co-create with you. Super excited about this project and moving forward. Thank you everybody for joining us and make sure you come back for the next episode.